Hey guys, welcome to another episode of MC Anime. MC Anime here, and we have another special guest with us today. Mike Drop, how are you doing today? Good bro, I'm doing lovely. Just woke up from a nice little power nap that I needed after work. Uh, how about you, bro? Uh, hanging in there. Uh, doing some scheming, but doing pretty good. Scheming is always fun. Well, I don't usually <laughs> get a chance to scheme, so like actually having a chance to scheme is kind of funny. But oh man, I live, I live my life scheming. I'm, I'm always <laughs> trying to work on something. Exactly, so... surprise party. Who knows? But speaking <laughs> of party, and maybe you have been a DJ of some Nordcore music. Today's topic is Nordcore music: a deep dive. So, what is your connection to Nerdcore music? Um, So, I like to preface by saying I am a regular artist, but I do make Nerdcore music. Because a lot of people fall into the, which is fine, a lot of people fall into the Nerdcore artist category and pigeonhole themselves. I would like to do that. I do love Nerdcore music. I listen to mostly Nerdcore music. And I make a lot of Nerdcore music. Um, so just want to start with that, but I, um, yeah, I make music. I release to Spotify, um, Apple music, uh, things like that. Um, I actually have been performing at conventions. I actually perform at my boys show April 9th, April 9th down here in Miami. Um, Pinky's going to be the headliner in case you guys know Pinky. Great. If you don't look up Pinky, she's awesome. Um, and yeah, I'm setting myself up for some conventions later this year, some yeah. big, some small, some in-state, some out-of-state. Okay. But besides that, I just, yeah, man, I make music, I perform live, and I listen to it. I love Nerdcore music. Okay. It's, it's awesome. And uh, which category of Nerdcore music that you want to tell the audience to for the definition? Um, so this is the, the thing with a lot of people that I try not to fall into. I don't like to stay in the one pocket. Now mm-hmm. I'm a rapper. I'm a hip hop artist, but I have a song that should be coming out fairly soon, which is a blend of rap and rock. Mm-hmm. I have a song that's kind of like a juice world, um, uh, type of vibe, mm-hmm. kind of like a Kid Leroy vibe where it's a little more melodic and singing. Um, so I can talk on everything just because like I said, I, I know a lot about a lot more about music than I thought I would. Hmm. Um, but yeah, we can talk about anything and I can kind of get okay. into it. Um, uh, I try not see. to just be a cookie cutter. One thing that people associate with Nordcore is lo-fi. Is lo-fi a Nordcore music category? So remember, Nordcore music is a subgenre of music. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you listen to hip hop, hip hop's the main thing, and then lo-fi kind of falls into a subgenre too. On the mm-hmm. other end, you can make lo-fi nerdcore music because nerdcore would just be under that. Um, some guys do. I don't like lo-fi too much mm-hmm. personally. I do more uh, trapish. The the best compliment I've ever gotten about my music is, "Yo, it's nerdcore, but it's gangster." <laughs> so and I was from a respected artist whose like last album was number five mm. on on Spotify on iTunes, Samad Savage. So if he told me that, I was like, alright, I'm cool. I'm I've done something right. So how is Nordcore music uh how does it differentiate from other forms of music? Um it's just the genre, like well, not the genre, sorry, bad choice of words. The subgenre, what the context of it, um, like instead of rapping about holes and strippers and sluts, I'm talking about, you know, Boma, Chichi, and Hinata. I it's just, oh, it's okay. the same kind of context. Yeah, the context is just, mm-hmm. you know, nerdy things. What okay. you're basing it off of is nerdy things, even though you might say things that are mm. found in normal radio music. Oh, okay. So like the like a custom rap song but it's followed with a particular anime show or something like that 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, like I have, I have a song called Eight Gates" with my boy. Um, I <laughs> That's it's a like nod to. You know him? Mm-hmm. Well, eight ga- well, isn't um, Eight Gates the song title? Or is that the the artist? No, that's the song title. Oh yeah, Eight Gates. I think it's uh, Naruto, I believe, of the Eight Gates. Correct. Correct. So it's like about Eight Gates users, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, I said something that's like, um. They said I was useless. They didn't complain. I worked hard. Took it on the chin. I got one talent. I went undrafted. I can't miss Duncan Robinson. Okay. Duncan Robinson has nothing to do with nerdcore things. Yeah. But he was an undrafted, underappreciated person who's now starring. Much like Mike Guy was and Rock Lee were not appreciated for yeah. what they are good at. And look at them now. Oh, so yeah. I'm a, like, just, just the things we say. Yeah. It's like, it'll cor- correlate with pop culture, but it still has context to what the show is. Oh, okay. I love hardcore music, man. Okay. And uh, some people, when they think of nerdcore, they might immediately think of AMV, uh, anime music video. How does those two genres like separate? Because I know they're all fandom based and they take from the original source, but they there's a big difference. So there is a difference, but they've actually found a way to meet in the middle now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, AMV is a video that's taken any type of music. Like there used to be a lot of Linkin Park videos when I was younger and a lot of like, uh, like Slipknot, like random videos that had things like that. Um, whereas now, Miracore musicians have AMV makers making AMVs for the music that they're making based on the anime. Like I have an AMV for Bakugo um, on my YouTube channel, and I have another one that's in my in my phone for for um, Yuji Rohanma that I haven't mm-hmm. put up. So now they're kind of coming be the same thing because people are using AMVs with their music and blending them together. Oh, okay. So it's not like they're doing some popular song and putting anime sequences in together. Now it's actually like. They're putting the Nordcore music as the as the original track with the uh, sequencing video. Exactly, and the sequencing video has things that correlate to what the song is saying, mm. so it makes sense. Oh, so you can actually plan out the visuals even better than just some random song. Exactly. Now it all makes sense because I can say, like my boy Chris said, when I spin the block like a leaf hurricane quick, anybody stepping in a crystal can't fade this. Where when I spin a, spin a block like a leaf hurricane kick, you literally just post a video of a leaf hurricane kick coming from Rock Lee, and it matches with what he said perfectly. Like oh, just yeah. an example. So now they're kind of blending both mm-hmm. together, which is pretty cool and smart, which, you know, I like how Nerdcore music has evolved over the years. Oh, okay. So when Nerdcore first came in the early 2000s, how did that shift from what we know now? So I didn't listen to nerdcore music when I was younger. Okay. I discovered it maybe around the Pokemon, when I discovered the yeah. Pokemon Cypher. Okay. Um, nerdcore music, I did do my research though. And nerdcore music back in the day was more about being nerdy and less about being musically inclined. Okay. Whereas now people are realizing that like, I have to be an artist. Like I can't just make music that's corny it talks about nerdy things and call it good music. It has to be good music too. True. And that's why I started by saying I'm an artist because I don't like to be categorized as a nerd who just happens to make, I, uh, I'd rather be sorry, a nerd who happens to make music. All right. Well, let me say it again. I don't want to be a nerd who makes music because I'm a nerd. Yeah. I want to be a musician who happens yeah. to be a nerd. Who makes music about being a nerd because well, I am instead a nerd, of a nerd artist, I'm just say a nerdcore artist. There you go. I'm a nerdcore yeah, like song I'm, artist. There you go. Well, I'm I'm just I'm just an artist. I can make yeah. uh, nerdcore music, but I was telling you um, before we got on, I have a feature that I'm working on with this dude named Samad Savage. Have you ever heard of him? No, I'm not sure if I have. Okay. 
Samad is a YouTube rapper. His last album went number five on iTunes. Top five on iTunes, no label, self-promotion, and YouTube. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I'm gonna I'm about to have him on a song. I was talking with uh, this other guy who's a YouTube artist named Joey Nato. He has 100,000 yeah. uh, listeners monthly. Yeah, and he was giving me some pointers and this and that, and you know he's like, "Oh, I'm about, I'm gonna be on the lookout for your your song, with some mod on it." And I have buddies who make regular music, yeah. so that's why I, I try to make sure that I don't get bubbled in one, mm-hmm. because just as easily as I can do a convention, yeah. I can step out to a, a talent showcase and put my regular music out there, and you won't know that I rap about nerdy things. So I don't pigeonhole myself for that reason. I have nothing yeah. against nerdcore artists, though. Okay. So, I'm guessing this is what an example of. Uh, so I had a V, saw a VTube. They had some song saying to the YouTube sees. It was like a parody song, but they sung it with someone else, and they actually had original animation to go with it. And they're a VTuber anyway, so they have already have animated avatar ish. But you literally see. An actual, like, a really good song throwing through, saying to the YouTube sees, and, you know, it keeps going. And it's like a three-minute video, but it's like one of the featured ones I kept wanting to hear more about. It's like, this is actually really great. (laughs) So is that like a similar vibe to Nordcore music kind of thing? No. Okay, so parody is different. I mean, parody. it, not the parody part. Mm-hmm. Um, it was parody to another song, but the own version. No, no. I mean, parody music is another completely different thing. Yeah. There are parody artists. Um, no, man, nerdcore is regular music. If mm-hmm. you listen to hip-hop on the radio or rock on the radio, it's the same thing. The only difference is instead of talking about shooting somebody out on the street, yeah. I'm like most rappers do, I can talk about how Luffy just got bashed in the head by Kaido and make mm. it sound just as good, if not better. So that's that's all it is. It's still the same music. Oh, if you okay. like rock music, Fable, Maguire, there are guys like that. Actually, this is my boy, none like Joshua. <laughs> he's pretty big. His shirt, he, they say it looks like me. I don't know. But he's, he's the homie. I met him at a show. I talked to him. Dude is... What I appreciate about some nerdcore artists is this. Dude has like 500K on YouTube. He didn't have to be cool with me. He didn't have to be friendly with me. But we graced the same stage. We chopped it up. We're buddies now. I mean, we're pretty good buddies. And if you listen to his music, he has EDM style music. Mm -hmm. He has some rock type-ish. A lot of hip-hop. And it's just a blend. Okay. It can literally be anything you want to listen to. There's EDM. Okay. Hip-hop. Okay. Okay, so let's give you a list. let's take three random anime and we give you a couple of verses. See if you can come with something like freestyle. You want to do that? Oh yeah, that's easy to me. Let's I see. came let's out see. freestyling first, actually. Let's do. They just make them common animes. Fruit Basket, Dragon Ball, hmm? and fruit. You don't know Fruit Basket? I've never watched Fruit Basket. Okay. I know Fruit Basket, but I never watched it. Uh, fine. Spirited Away, Dragon Ball. You never watched Spirited Away? I don't. I don't watch a lot of slice of life or movies. I know of Spirited Away though. I just keep it shown in. Fine. Just everyone watches Shonen. Black Clover, there are some Dragon Ball, and Fire Force. Okay. Uh, you want me to freestyle? Just do a little incorporating. Bit. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Uh, I like to be on my mental shit. I'm like Goku with a Supreme Kai. I mean, really, I'm like Go. Okay, I know where I want to go with it now. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to make sure I knew where I wanted to go with this. You're fine. Okay. Every time I, everything I kick is hot fire. I feel like Shinra in the flesh, but I'm a demon in the eyes. When I smile, I'm the best. Now I'm really more like Goku. Kamehameha, no, I just laugh at you. Like Vegeta, I'm the prince, more like the king. And it's sad when you come to me, it's a sad fool. 
of things that I shoot you. Need a sense of being to recover. Nah, you catch the beam when I shoot you, but it's not a shot that you're going to get when I see your mother. I don't know what I'm saying. I lost my mind for a bit. Now I recover this shit, and I keep killing it. I see the darkness deep inside. A demon's just arising. It's like Asta, the black clover. Five leaves. Now I'm rising. I can slice you up to blades. I mean the bits with the blades, too. And now I come through, slice and dice. I'm like, you know, when the wind's too. I, I could literally do this for days, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You hit Even all I... three. The demon, the fire force, I really saw. The hoo-ha-ha. Even the five leaf. Uh, you, I don't know. It's like, like, what does that freestyle rapping do for you? Is it like really spontaneous? Or like, what is that feeling? Oh, it's spontaneous. Um, so I grew up freestyling. That's how mm-hmm. I learned. I learned freestyling first. So I've gone on podcasts mm-hmm. where I told they were like, "Oh, I want to hear your freestyle," and I'm like, "Okay, let's make it fun. Throw throw characters at me. Throw words at me." Yeah. And they start saying them in the middle of my freestyle. And I'm like, I can do this for days, man. <laughs> um, I learned a specific way. Mm-hmm. And I was told at work one year by an old boss that my mind works differently because I can process things without needing things written um, pretty well. And I never really realized it until I realized that, yeah, that's kind of what I do freestyle. So... I just go wherever my mind goes, man. It's, oh, okay. it's easy to me now. I can True. put a beat on and have five different beats and transition through every single beat seamlessly while you throw words at me. And you would never tell that it was like, I'm. you would know yeah, it's not you're written. Like, you see it like a, a pre-written song, kind of. The way it, no, the way no. it seems to like rhythm together, like even that one with like Dragon Ball, Fire Force, and Black Clover... It just seemed to transition really well, even though it was like spill of the moment. Exactly. I can write. I learned yeah. how to write, but I freestyle first. And honestly, I, I think I freestyle better than I write. True. Because writing, <laughs> it's just, it's I don't know, people have like certain things with writing. Because like, you can, like if you, for you, to help you with writing, you probably have to freestyle it first and then write it down so you remember it. So I, my writing process is a lot of listen to the beat, mm-hmm. freestyle flow. Okay, I got my flow. Now I want to know what I want to write. Listen to it again. Freestyle hook. Okay, so that's what the song's going to be about. Now I need to know what correlates to it. Okay. And then I'll get to writing. And I'll write a little bit. And then I'll listen. I'll freestyle something. And I like it. I'll put it. And then I'll t- switch. Then that's how I write. So if I wanted to. I've gotten songs done in like two hours. I've done them in like an hour. Okay. The quickest one I've done is like like 25 minutes. 25 minutes to write a song? Because you're freestyling. Freestyle writing, yep. I've, I've actually, this is funny. I have a couple buddies. We were in the studio recording and they were high as hell, man. Smoking way too much. Yeah. And they were running over their time. It's my engineer. I don't want them, him to get mad. So I was like, bro, I got it. I'll, I'll go. Just just sit down, bro. I'll finish it for you. And I literally went up. And they were sitting there for like two hours. And I finished the rest of their song in like five minutes, freestyling it off the top of the head. They're like, what the hell? I'm like, yeah, I've literally freestyled the song for somebody because they were too high. And I just was like, yeah, I don't have time for this. I need to finish it. <laughs> so you freestyle the song they get the song cover and what, did, when they're sober did they come back to you and say how did you do it I see one regularly and he has a friend who asked me he's like bro freestyle a little something for me and I kept telling him like dude I have witness well no you should only do like a bit brief of freestyle like, yeah yeah I finished up a song for them. He well, can tell you. Yeah. Like, it's cool. True. If you're talking, you're muted. Oh, I am? Oh, you're just really, really low. Yeah, it's just picking me up now. Hello. Yeah, so, I can't hear you. To be honest, um, 
Was there ever a time that you think that you had people like trying to take advantage of you freestyling anyway? Um, no, not free, not advantage of me, man. I'm, okay. a, I'm a grown man. Nobody's really gonna take advantage of me at this point. Um, I had a couple of buddies. Like I learned how to freestyle through my old pastor. Shout out Randy. And um, I always told him, "Let's do a song," and he never wanted to do it. And I just kept getting better and better. So every once in a while, people will try me, like, just to test me. <laughs> and, like, nah. Like, my my first, how I got my first feature, before I wrote a song for myself, I got a feature. through my homie, Zert. He was on the Smash Bros. Cypher. And uh, I perform with him regularly. Now, he he's actually running the show. He was like, oh, I heard you make music. My homeboy introduced me to him. And we went back to his house where I was hanging out. And I was out for the beat on. He had a behind me. You see how there's that frame right there? Yeah. Think of that, but it's all like gaming and anime. And oh, okay. it takes up half this wall. Oh, dang. In two minutes, I freestyled through half of it. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to send you some stuff. So that's how I first got my first feature. <laughs> One became two. Two became three. Um, then I started putting on my own music and did a live show, which I ended up going last on. Oh, okay. So I was the headliner, um, and I got a, a feature from Jamar Rose, who's a really respected artist. After I got the feature from Chris Craig, I did a show, a convention in January down here called the Taco Fest. I just did Hero Hype uh, March 12th. My homie show is April 9th, and I'm trying to. I'm in the shortlist for DreamCon, which is uh, associated with J. Cole. Mm. I have. Uh, I'm waiting on a response for Anime Expo in Los Angeles. I'm trying to do Crunchyroll Expo in San Jose. I have to wait. Anime NYC, which is in association with Crunchyroll. Um, I have a Texas place I should be going to. Uh, I have a couple offers down here in Florida. Yeah, man, I've been I've been grinding, just trying to get some exposure and have fun. I'm cool. using this as a way to travel. Okay, okay. So you hit the convention scene. So some yeah, of the... because of the intercore music, it's yeah. better than. Because we're both, like, on the East Coast. So, like, we can hit maybe, I don't know, hypothetically. It's like, what's travel? I don't know. <laughs> you ever get yeah, that man, offer? Where, where, are you, where are you buying? Uh, I'm, I'm only 12 hours away uh, from EST, EST time. So. You're in, you're in, you're in Georgia? Mm-mm. I'm 12 hours away from Florida. From, like, Orlando. 12 hours away from 12 hours away. It takes me a half a day to go to that. To that tip. To get to what part of Florida? Orlando. Okay, I am in Miami. Oh, dang. So I'm three and a half hours from from Orlando. So you're like North Carolina, more or less? Virginia. Nice, yeah. Actually, funny thing, I'm trying to see if I can do a show in, in D.C. Oh, which one? In DC. Ah, fuck, what's the name? I can't remember the Anime name. Anime USA... Bloodcon. Nah, I, I tried Blurcon. I found oh. Blurcon. Oh, okay. But I wasn't sure about how Blurcon works. Mm-hmm. Um, damn it, I can't remember the name. But I know that we're trying to do um, MAGFest next year. Oh, and I think I know what you're talking about. MAGFest is newer. MAGFest is newer. Hold on, I can't, I can't hear you again. You yeah, MAGFest is, is newer. Here we go. Mathfest is a little bit newer. So it's kind of cool that, like, so you own the convention scene and you're forming up contacts and they're reaching out to you to perform, right? They're, they're reaching out to you to My perform. Shit went dumb for some reason. Like, I can't hear you. Yeah, they're reaching out to you to perform and then you at the convention performing in person. Yeah, I can't hear you. <laughs> Can you hear me I now? Think it's just me though. I don't yeah. think it's a you thing. Mm-hmm. I I was hearing you. Okay, you can probably just take it off. Yeah, headphones. I think it's because I took them off. Oh, okay. Um, say that one more time. So the con- the convention scene, you phoning up contacts contacts through social networking, and through that social networking, mm-hmm. they're booking you for these events. Yeah, so the convention scene is kind of weird because you have to go on their site normally. Mm-hmm. 
you have to contact there, uh, submit an application or this and that. Um, some places are better than others. Like, mm-hmm. um, I was actually supposed to be in, in, your, in Louisiana recently. Oh, dang. I put my stuff in too late for Lake Charles, Louisiana for a convention. But the guy was super cool and he's like, yeah, I like your music. I like your thought process. How about I, um, we have an esports event in October. If you get back to me in July, I can get you booked up for the esports event in October, and I can get you booked for for next year in April. So I was like, okay, cool. I have a place that does some like one day nerd club parties in Jacksonville, and they said they were willing to pay for us to come. Um, and then I've had some conventions that ask about pay, it, and some don't. So it's mm-hmm. weird because you have to like just throw your stuff in there. Yeah. And then kind of see what they're willing to do. The yeah. smaller ones tend to be a little more skimpy. The ones that are bigger or are like with people who really care about the convention. Yeah. They tend to be like, I'll pay for travel. And then the other thing is that my music has a lot of curse work. True. Uh, uh, there was one convention <laughs> scene that's been pretty growing lately. GalaxyCon slash SuperCon. SuperCon Florida? SuperCon. Did you, did you do SuperCon? Um, no, I actually am trying to, but I've oh. never, I've been there a couple years. Yeah, because like, I know GalaxyCon took the trademark of SuperCon, and SuperCon Florida, Miami, is the only one left. Yeah, so SuperCon Florida, they probably will never get it, because SuperCon Florida has been bought out by Reed, uh, Reed something, yeah. and they are the people that own San Diego Comic-Con, New York City Comic-Con, Emerald City Comic-Con. Like all the big cons, Supercon yeah. is owned by the same people. Yeah. Um, now, I only know because my boy wrestles and he was doing the Supercon shows, the cosplay wrestling. He oh, also okay. was probably up there too. Um, I try. I contacted them. I'm trying to get into Supercon. I might do Megacon. I already okay. submitted some things. I'm just waiting on Megacon to respond. Um, but yeah, I got to. I'm trying to. Okay, okay. I, I, I love Supercon. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like close to my heart. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's a Miami Beach. I hate the beach, but I love going there for True, that. true. I mean, maybe the Florida Keys would be better. You know, no. Nah, I wouldn't go down there. The Keys <laughs> not better. The, the, the Key West is not better than Miami? That drive sucks, man. <laughs> True, the drive is long as on this bridge that goes across. Yeah, it just sucks. <laughs> I, I'm actually, like, I'm waiting on... I'm trying to do a couple in Texas. DreamCon okay. would be the big one in Texas. Yeah. Yeah, okay. but yeah, no, man, the convention scene is cool. It's just a matter of who you contact. You okay. have to contact them, and then okay. I don't have a manager. So it's okay. like me being professional and kind of breaking down what I do. Speaking of social networking... It's kind of funny because you reached out on the Facebook page to be a guest. Yeah. And how did that come about? Yo, you popped up as a random ad. And then I saw <laughs> it and I'm like, anime? This is kind of what I could do. This would probably be fun. That's what it was, really. I was like, that's not fun with this. Yeah. I, I like to, I have, I have a homie who runs his podcast it's, uh, with his boy. It's called mm. Squawk. They're not a nerdy, yeah. but they had me on as a guest, and we just shot the shit. I have a couple of other dudes I met at some con. I've done theirs. I did uh, Team Nerd Herd. They're really mm-hmm. cool. I'm um, about to do my boys. Shout out to Geeky Robots. That's socks you'll ever buy. Mm-hmm. You ever want to buy some socks, bro? Geeky Robots. Look at that. Stretching <laughs> no white. Um, those are my boys. I have to. And um, yeah, I've done I've done some. Actually, before I even continue, I'm mm-hmm. to mention this. There is a show I might do in California. Um, it's Adamary. It's it's made by Affinity. Oh, okay. They're a company that handles. They do some apparel, but they do a lot of stickers. They do some car things, uh, accessories, things like that. Uh, I met them here. I reached out on social media, just like I reached out to you, bro. And we chatted. Came over here, gave me some merch. I performed on stage with it. They're like family. They're awesome. Um, oh, okay. If you go to Affinity's website, use code MikeDrop, M-I-K-E-D-R-O-P, get 20% off on mm-hmm. whatever you buy. And I just have to show them love because they always show me love, and I'm probably going to 
probably going to be out in San Diego later this year performing for them at their first ever convention. Oh, okay. So if that happens, I'm uh, definitely okay. I'm okay. But yeah, um, that's what we were saying. Yeah, it's it's, um, it's, uh, it's fun that you bring up the Facebook ad. Uh, I've been I've doing been doing a very small campaign with it, just to get some numbers out there where I can afford. And, you know, it's working because people are coming to me. I'm getting different emails for different things. It's it's not terrible. I'm not trying to increase it because I already have, like, a 731 following on the page anyway. And that was from the previous uh, blogging portion. But I would like it. Podcast is just simple, straight to the point. Uh, there is some planning involved. Upload the episode, put the cover art together, description, uh, keyword tags, and posting on social media. That's really all I had to do. It's really chill, and I like it. I mean, it's cool, man. I like podcasts because you kind of just be able, to, you're able to shoot shit, and you kind of tell how yeah. people are. Like I, I people tell me I'm long winded sometimes with responses, but it's because I don't like to give half assed mm-hmm. responses. So when I do podcasts, they tend to be like, okay, we're good. We get to relax today. This guy can keep a conversation going so we mm. don't have to go crazy. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. You ever um, had that podcast that's like, uh, do I have to supply all the conversation? Do I have to talk most of the time? Really? Yeah. And I, You're I out talking them? Oh, gosh. The, the, I shoot the shit so good. That, like, people are like, oh, man, thank you, bro. You make it so easy for me. Like, I try, bro. Like, I'm here to talk with you, not just... Yeah. Well, I know with my podcast particularly, I try to be as much branching in fandom culture as possible. So when I have, like, (laughs) geek culture, anime, Japanese slash Asian studies, I know the different areas to hit to engage in the conversation. So I yeah, have that I mean, awareness, and that was, which probably helps me so much as a podcast host myself. Yeah, and I mean, my thing is, honestly, I don't like stopping. I don't like being around people. I like minding my business. But I'm very good in social situations. Mm-hmm. I'm very good with, you know, saying what I have to say. Oh, yeah. I'm really good with it. I'm good with words, apparently, yeah. because, you know. Yeah, yeah. You sing it all the time. You do the freestyle. Myself. And then... I'm an extrovert, but I'm also very I'm also reserved, but I do great in crowds, in public. I'm outspoken mm-hmm. and it's just it's just a confidence thing to me. And plus I have a background yeah, in mass communications too. I've been in front of the camera so many times it doesn't even bother me. See, I've I've played sports my whole life. Ah. Uh, so that's I, the I've always boost. had to be I've always been that guy who's kind of quiet. Mm-hmm. But I've been in positions of leadership on the court, on the baseball field. I play quarterback too, so I've always had to be more vocal than I really am. So I just learned how to deal with personalities, man. It's, it's just shooting the shit, bro. I talk to people. I I would talk to my brother. If my brother called me right now, I'd be like, "Yo, asshole!" He'd be like, "What do you want, asshole?" <laughs> like, oh god. I, <laughs> I, I had him on. A, actually, I was on that nerd hurt podcast. You're one to look it up. It's funny as hell. Before we went on, I'm like, hey, man, if my brother walks up in here, so I was in his room uh, at my mom's house. I'm like, hey, if he walks up in here, I'm going to ask him how, uh, how much of an asshole I am. And he's probably going to say something like, I'm a piece of crap. <laughs> sure enough, I'm like, hey, bro, right, I'm an asshole? He's like, oh, yeah, fucking piece of shit. <laughs> and he's walking off. And they start laughing. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I told you. Oh my god! That's how I am, man. I, uh, I think that's how it should be. I think that's why I've been getting the bookings and at least getting responses from artists, for the most part, who are humble artists, guys that are big, but show humility in how they are. I I don't like dudes who get a little bit of pop, get a little popping, and then all of a sudden they act like this shit don't stink. I'm not gonna mention names, but there's always one name in particular comes out whenever I do that. And it's not even that good. <laughs> but, um, yeah. But there's a, a, a lot of dudes that probably shouldn't have conversations with me. 
more than willing to have conversations with me and at the very least give me some knowledge or feedback and some that I've worked with and some that I will work with. So I, I just try to stay humble. Um, I could be an asshole and be like, yo, I'll bar you, but I don't, I don't like dudes like that because it's like, well, yeah, you make great music, but I'm performing a live. Yep. <laughs> like I'm getting booked to do live shows. You're still on the fucking internet. I could be like that, but I'm not because I'm like, it's not worth my time. And at the end of the day, yeah. you know, this is what they, they swear their life by. So I wake up every morning, I go to work and I'm working with patients. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I work in the medical field. I do something that to me is above the music yeah. that I make. You were called a doctor during the day and rapper at night. Nerdcore on the side. Exactly. <laughs> Nerdcore on the side. I mm-hmm. did MMA. I've been a corner man. I've been a cut man. I've done okay. everything. I have, I've literally been called the Swiss Army Knife of Miami. The Swiss Army Knife <laughs> of Miami? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Multifunctional. T- That's all I can call you. Multifunctional. You just go through it and just have different skill sets. Oh, I try, man. I try. If you need a can opener or you're there, you can supply this, the Swiss Army knife. Yeah. <laughs> people are like, oh, man, you need a bottle. Where's the bottle opener? Right on my knee. There you go. <laughs> a little bit. So I have a curiosity yeah, right now. So where do you, where's most of your inspiration come from, particularly in the nerd scene? That really drives home for Nordcore. Okay, so I've gotten this question before. I don't have real inspirations as far as like what my music is. Mm-hmm. Um, not even just like general. I have things that I pick and choose from. Um, there are guys on the scene that I listen to that I like how they they challenge themselves. Busy Eight, uh, Daddy Fast Naps. Um, rustage, where they make music that's not in their pocket. And I don't like to be cookie cutter. I don't want to be that dude who just does one type of thing because that's all I know, all I'm good at. I like to be versatile. So dudes like that, uh, even like none like Joshua, you know, I people like that that kind of just like go away from what their pocket would probably be, those are the ones I like because they're not stuck to like specific guidelines. Like this is the type of music I have to make. And I can only make this music because this is what's good. They challenge themselves. Um, I grew up watching battle rappers. So Averb, Hitman Holla, uh, Charlie Clips, a bunch of battle rappers um, inspired me because uh, that's where my wordplay came from. And then in regular, like, you know, the regular side of music, old school Eminem, um, Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, uh, people like that. More towards the modern day. Um, I like NF. I like um, Polo G. I've come to like uh, some of King Bond stuff, RIP. I, I try to listen to a little mm-hmm. bit of everything. And then I listen to a lot of um, YouTube rappers like Screwface John, Crypt, Joey Nato, who I was okay. speaking with earlier. That's the dude that gave me the feedback. Um, some Odd Savage, who I'm in the process of getting the beat done for a feature with them on it. Gotcha. And um, Quadeco, like dudes like that, Six yeah. Seconds, Shofu, Matt Houston, Token Black, shout out Token, uh, Peso P, who's here in Broward, like dudes like that, that challenge themselves on the norm, are really dudes that I appreciate because they're not rappers, they are musicians, they're artists. They understand how to make music, not how to make rap music. That's kind of how I want to approach it. I don't want to make rap music, I want to make music. Music that 75-year-old granny is going to listen to, but then the next track switches and her 16-year-old niece, my granddaughter is going to be like, oh, damn, that's crazy, too. Is that a musical doorbell? Uh, nah, that's, that's the, uh, <laughs> the wall clock. I love it. Every hour, so I know somebody <laughs> loves it. I used to have a clock in my kitchen. It would be bird calls, no kidding. It yeah, was this, like this 12, 12 different bug calls, and you know exactly when it uh, went off every hour. So I get that. Yeah, I, I'd be sitting here watching anime, and I'm like, all right, I got to work at 7 o'clock. <laughs> I got to 2 o'clock so I can get decent sleep. Bing, one. Oh, Bing, God. two. 
being shit overstated. <laughs> Uh, so in the, uh, like, uh, anime music scene, specifically, what is one area that you like a lot? Um, I like the fact that the music has, music has transitioned from being sometimes corny, sometimes sometimes it's corny sometimes it sounded like a parody of hip-hop mm-hmm. to where now it's hit a point where it's like skilled artists like even if they didn't make nerdcore music they would be good artists are making music and it happens to be nerdy things and i appreciate that so much because i don't listen to nerdcore music because i'm a nerd and that's what i want to listen to. i listen to nerdcore music because it's good music and i'm a nerd so i get everything True. Okay. So, alright. In that scene, Nerdcore music is the definition of you as a rapper, but what other areas of your life does it apply to? It's like the famous painting from Japanese art of the the giant wave, and then it's the red yeah. Gyarados and the gold magic cop in that wave. That's oh, at the that's back of my phone is. It's it's pretty cool. That's the only thing I have on it, but it's it's lasting for a very long time. I got another one right on the dresser. If it ever comes off, I just put another one back on. funny you bring up all the merchandise because I did like a merchandise and uh, anime business a while back I think it was my first special guest let's gather podcast so this is just bringing back like our discussion how merchandise of different intellectual properties look like in different forms and different medias and like for sports for example their merchandise is the players on field, but the jerseys and the hats and the uh, numbers and everything else associated with the player and the team logos is the merchandise. Mm-hmm. And they can t- one more yeah, expensive, so too. With, with me, my main thing as far as logo, is I have a logo. I mean, mm-hmm. I have a pretty basic logo. It's not up on Facebook, yeah. but it's on my like IG. It's on my my Spotify, like it's mm-hmm. there. It's literally me, like a mic drop, 
like a literal mic drop, with uh, Benny Maru's eyes from Fire Force. Um, I, with nerdcore music, you have one of two options. Either you build yourself up as a huge artist, somehow get a feature that makes you blow, mm-hmm. and then you sell your merch from there. Token Black did that. He did it with the Pokemon Cyphers and his Yu-Gi-Oh stuff. Yeah. He makes his regular music and sells his merch. Non-ETF. Shout out Token again. His merch is awesome. Um, I have some at home in there too. Um, but there's the other route, which is the live shows, which I do live shows. Not a lot of um, nerd artists do live shows. I don't know why. And a lot of them can't do live shows because of the way that they rap. They do a lot of punch in. So they'll be like, Bitch, I've been coming this time. And it's all over the top of each other. And you can never really catch your breath. Uh, so it's hard to do those live. So my big thing is the podcast and the live shows, especially out-of-state shows. Those are what do it for me as far as, like, merch. That's how I can push merch. Um, I don't, you know, I'm not big on merch. If I get it, great. I told my boy I had to work on some stuff with him, like some apparel. But I also have uh, the people that made this at Affinity. I pitched it to them beforehand, and we were like, oh, yeah, send me a plan. We can get something. We can make some merch, stuff like that, specific to you. And I know they're really they're really cool on stuff, so I'd probably get compensated. They get compensated and, you know, just work together. Um, at the end of the day, man, I'm not like a lot of other people that I'm trying to bully people down so I can get to the top. But I want to eat, and I want them to eat. Like, Josh... I literally told them, hey, look, I already mentioned to these people, if they take me out to San Diego, hey, look, I got a couple artists I need to come through. You're one of them. My boy Chris Craig is one of them. And I'm like, yo, like if I'm out, we're out. Because these are dudes who have treated me good. So I'm going to make sure I treat them good. I don't, you know, I, I that's how I was bred. I'm not your typical artist that just wants to push people down to make it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... The live action shows, how do they? Yeah. How do they feel when you do them? When you perform live? My first show was pretty cool. It was different. My set, my convention, my first convention, I was a bit nervous, and it was a little different. I was a tad bit nervous. I'm pretty good with those situations, though. But the guy who was running the DJing was terrible, so I gave him specific instructions. And he literally just wiped his ass with it. And he did it for my boy's set. And he didn't know what he was doing. He would he lied to the promoter and told him that he was in charge of everything. He's done he's had a year's experience and he you can tell he's never done any of that. Um and the way he set it up was terrible. Like I had a bad slot. So, you know, if I would have gone later, everything would have been even better because everyone was late, everyone actually cared late. Um my second convention was a lot better because we had more prep time and we have my our DJ slash producer, uh, my boy Joel, a.k.a. Laoshi El Maduro. And he plays guitar, he plays bass, and he um, did some live stuff with us. So it was actually all vocals, like us doing it. It wasn't with a back track. And it was so much more different. A, me and my boy, we were performing together. We had interaction. It's easier when you have someone to play off of on stage. Um, and then this one's coming up April 9th, bro, and I'm I'm ready for it. I mean, I haven't been prepping. I probably should, but I've been dealing with some other stuff. Um, but I kind of have an idea of what I want to work with, what songs I want to do. I just need to talk with my, my DJ and, you know, get them loaded up, get the set order ready. And, yeah, man, we're going to kill this shit. I... You know, it's it's weird at first, but then you realize, I don't like being the center of attention, but then you realize it's like, F it. All right, why not shine for a little bit? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, back to the the it's DJ hot. didn't know what he was doing. And one more thing. It's hot as hell, though, all the time. Yeah. It's so fucking hot, bro. I, I, wear, I wear hoodies or jeans. And the jeans are nothing, but the hoodies have drenched in sweat every time. <laughs> so the DJ that didn't know what he was doing, how yeah. did you deal with him? I didn't. He he did my set. A, he did it half-assed. I knew he did it half-assed. I didn't bother with him. 
because I only had to perform that one time and they'll be back next year because they run that convention here. And if I go to perform next year, I'm going to be like, hey, look, I think you should let Zerk run it, who's my boy, because this dude did not really pay attention to anything we said because he did my boy Zerk wrong too and he did a couple artists. Every artist that had him push music for them, he fucked it up. Everyone that did their own thing did great. So I would tell them, and I'd be like, look, personally, I don't care. I have my own dude. He'll take care of everything for me. I'm not worried about it. But for everyone else, I think you should give him a fair shot to have a good show and have somebody else run it. Oh, okay. I don't. Yeah, that's how. I mean, he, he rubbed me bad with that. Because it's like, dude, we're up here busting our ass. The least you could do is just like pay attention to follow our instructions, but you're lost. And we're not giving you crazy instructions. I literally said, hey, first three songs, play through. And he literally just let it pause. And I'm like, really, bro? Like, you see me look on stage. I'm like, and I'm like, are you serious? This dude really just let that. So, yeah. Asshole. (laughs) True. So, is there any experiences that you have done that you have a lot of good time with at conventions or just performing in general? Um, in general, I, I've been a corner man and a cut man for mixed martial arts, uh, fighters, like one of my boys, I was going to fight and everything too, actually. Um, so that experience is always great. The, like your stomach weak and your fucking legs are wobbly because you got to make sure that your fighter is good. Such an awesome feeling. Um, performing this last show felt really good. Like there was less people, but it felt really, really good. And I think the next one's going to be really, really good too. And we kind of, I kind of have like found all of my, like where I want to be at with performing. Um, but besides that sports, man, sports is always my thing. Basketball games have been like my main type of performance that I always just like rise to the occasion. And that little burst of adrenaline feels great. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And, uh, so, what should people take from Nerdcore music in you as a rapper? From Nerdcore music, they should take, um, what I want people to take away from Nerdcore music is that even though these are guys who are quote-unquote nerds, uh, they are better than 95% of what's on the radio. And they are better than 95% of what pop culture pushes across as good music. I don't, you know, I don't mind listening to certain types of music mm-hmm. and I give everything a shot, but if it sucks, it sucks. Yeah. And there are some American musicians that suck. There are some dudes who probably shouldn't do this. <laughs> there are some dudes who uh, are very vanilla. There are some dudes who don't know how to do anything but wall pocket because that's all they know how to do. But for the most part, it's better than that. And as far as me, man, um, I just try to have fun. That's really it. Okay. And uh, in the Nordcore music scene, where has been your spotlight? And uh, for anyone that doesn't know, uh, Nordcore music, for me, has a really interesting take on the lyrics. Because now you not only do you incorporate the lyrics from the show, bring up the plot, bring up small details and talk about it, but you can literally, it feels like you're telling a story with those lyrics. It's literally how you pertain to the story of the song that you're singing he conveys the emotions associated with the song. Oh, come on, man. There we go. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. It's just my, I know my cousin was coming in there to go wash and stuff. I didn't oh, want okay. it to be too much noise. Oh, you're fine. Um, nerdcore music to me. Oh, well, me as an artist, Alex Fan, I just like to have fun, man. Dudes take this to, way too seriously mm-hmm. sometimes, and they're not having fun with what they do. I just like to have fun. At the end of the day, if I'm enjoying myself, I know somebody's going to like it. And 
I have homies who are very honest. I don't surround myself with yes people. I mm-hmm. surround myself with people that give me proper critique. Gotcha. And um, if the critique I feel is is very consistent, I'm with it. They have had dudes that are artists that are like, hey, you should probably work on your lyrics a bit. And then I hear who they work with, and I'm like, I'm better than this guy. How are you telling me to work on my lyrics? Shut up. I'm like, look at who you're working with. Like, I ignore it. Um, there's other dudes that say, oh, this is to this, this is to that. And I'm like, dude, like, you're listening for the wrong thing. I'm doing one thing, you're listening for another. Clearly, you don't get it. And that all goes back to I'm a artist first and nerd second. Even though in real life, I'm a nerd first. But when it comes to music, I'm an artist first yeah. and a nerd second. A lot of these dudes are nerds first and artists second. They don't understand pop culture references. They don't watch battle rappers. They don't watch sports. That's yeah. not what they do. If you put the so pop they culture catch... with it and the anime or nerd culture, you get really interesting, uh, not necessarily crossover, but like abridgment of different phrases or properties that don't usually don't come together. Yeah, like I said, I have a Yuji Rohama song, and I literally said, um, I said, I'm strapped in, sloppy to a coma, it's straight madness, New Jersey twerk. I really snap at any moment with no remorse, just a little smirk. New Jersey twerk is a battle rapper. Mm-hmm. He says in his battles, I'm strapped in, sloppy to a coma, it's straight madness. I, sn- I really snap at any moment. I literally took his whole slogan put his whole slogan in four bars, made a reference to him, and still made it fit the, the anime character. And I had someone say, oh, the bars are kind of basic. I'm like, no, you just don't get it because you're not cultured in music. You're cultured in nerdy music, so it's different. We're thinking about two different things. Mm-hmm. So I've learned to have fun with it because if not, I'm going to have dudes that are going to be like, oh, this sounds kind of basic. And I'll be like, no, it's not basic. You just don't get it because you're not really an artist. You're a nerdy guy who makes music because you found out that nerds can make music. You're not a dude who makes music and happens to be a nerd, so you get it. Yeah. So I just have I have fun with it because if not, I'll be pressing dudes twenty four seven, and I'm not going to do that, bro. So not time, man. these nerdy people that only make the music, do you feel that they are competition or they have very niche uh, applications in their music? Um, I think it comes off to, they come off as very niche. And the thing is, a lot of dudes, what they do is they, they get friendly with guys who are a little bigger and they get a shot and they make references that are very, like very fitting to modern now, but it doesn't fit to like in general culture. Like, like I said, I, I watch a lot of battle rappers. That's like the core of what hip hop is. And, you know, I make references to basketball players, uh, the 90s Pistons and the song that's dropping tomorrow. I have a song dropping tomorrow called that, uh, 90s Piston, actually. Um, Dennis Schroeder, who's an NBA player. I made a Pokemon reference in there, too, though. And it's like, dudes don't know who Dennis Schroeder is. They're going to be like, who the hell is Dennis Schroeder and why should I care? I'd be like, maybe you should watch a basketball game and you would know exactly who Dennis Schroeder is and why. One from the right, seven left, the cold shooter. I ain't missed a damn shot on fire, Dennis Schroeder. It's such a hard-ass bar. <laughs> so, I don't... It is what it is, man. Some dudes are just like, oh, all they care about is flow. Some dudes, all they care about is what you do with this, what that. Like, mm-hmm. It's like, bro, you should be able to do everything. I don't... I listen to music for music. And if I like a scheme, I like a scheme. But I'm not going to try to listen and listen for flow when That's they're scheming. So, I don't know, man. I think it's very niche, personally. Mm-hmm. But some of these dudes make friends with the right people, and some of them just say, I pull up with a mop, and I pull up with a stick, and I pull up with this, and they won't, you know, they have trouble killing roaches on the floor, bro. But they're going to talk about guns and weapons and this and that. They're going to talk about how much money they have, but they live with their mom, and they ain't making shit. And, you know, it is what it is. I don't, I don't hate on them. You do what you got to do to make it popping. I don't care to get popping. I'm just trying to travel a bit, have a little bit of fun, and have a written record of me. Oh, okay. So. And if it pops off, it pops mm-hmm. off. So what do you think of these rap battles? 
Bro, I love rap battles. I, I, I used to freestyle rap battle with my brother and like people who would talk shit about me on purpose. <laughs> I love it. I, I love it, bro. People like these dudes have no idea, bro. I really love this shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love all that confrontation. I love when dudes talk crap. I love <laughs> like throwing shade at people. I love that shit. But mm-hmm. you know, I don't do it because. It's not worth my time. But if I ever find somebody who's worth my time to really, like, verbally destroy, I'm going to, like, it's different, man. These dudes will just talk about what the music is. Like, nah, bro, I'm digging into your personal life. I'm talking about your girlfriend from third grade, bro. Fuck this. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, gosh. So if you ever get to that opportunity. Okay, so have you ever been to a poetry slam? I have not. You have not been to a poetry slam? Really? Never. Never. Or spoken word. Never. What? You didn't do spoken word either? No, I've I've been told I should, but I never have. Why don't you? I just never have. I it's not that I wouldn't, I just never have. I've I've been told to do artist showcase. I've been told to go to I have a guy who's works for Spotify Green Room was a patient of mine and his girlfriend was the one that told me about it she told me to hit him up and what to do i he works for spotify i have a another dude who runs events like I have, i've met people that do things because i work on miami beach yeah i've just never taken advantage and gone to like an open mic night where i can just freestyle off the top of the head um i've never done any of that oh okay I don't seek attention. I, that's really what it is. I, I just find my business. I play basketball. It's like, well, I play basketball. I mean, if yeah. it gets to me, it gets to me. If I it doesn't, I'm not really concerned about it. I play some basketball. Yeah. True. Uh, is there any final thoughts that you want the potential audience to know about music, music in general, Norcore, anything like that? Is there anything like in general of music, rapping, nerdcore that you want to just tell the audience? Um, one support. Uh, show people support, man. It's not just me. In general, like if you really like your music, share it. You know, tell a friend. Have them tell a friend. Um, you know, those little things go a long way. I've seen dudes that have been nothing become huge. And it changes their life. All and it's just playing with words. Yeah. Um, and to give artists a chance that you would not listen to. Yeah. Because I don't listen to a lot of. I I never was into like a lot of trap music and things like gotcha. that. And now I listen to a lot of trap music. Um, True. I listen to a lot of rock. I listen to. Uh, anime intros, I listen to J-pop, J-rock, K-pop, I love Blackpink. Um, I, li- I try to li- culture myself in all genres, um, because there's a lot of music out there that's like really good, and I, I I had a patient come in, and he was just, we were talking about anime and stuff, and I was like, hey, I'm going to give you three songs, listen to these three, tell me what you think. I came back in, and he cued him, he's like, I like I didn't like the first one too much. That's fable. It's like I like the second and third one though. The second one's Daddy Fast Dance. I'm like, cool, really? Like you like the third one too? He's like, yeah, I liked it a lot. I'm like, dope, that was my song. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, that was my song. He's like, okay. Oh for real? I'm like, yeah, that was yeah. my song, bro. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, he, he listens to a lot of different music. And I, I think mm-hmm. it's just embrace it. You know, try give music a shot. Right. Not true. You know, it might not be your cup of tea, you know, but what did you do? Lose three minutes of your life, you can still do things. True. <laughs> Just like merchandise is a way to support the brand that you love, you can also just directly support them by having the song download, the song playlist, uh, yes. listen to the song, paying for that premium, all the even the listening to the ads. You know, I know it's like, well, go for premium, go for the ads. Well, they still get paid from the revenue from the ads. So just think about that a little bit. Spotify, you don't only really, the ads are not too bad, so like you really don't need Spotify premium. 
But music is a medium that encases a wide range of entertainment styles, music, traditional, instrumental, tribal. All of it is under the same umbrella, the vision of sound. If sound had a vision, then you will see the movement of the sound itself on the metric, measuring it, and the decibels. Dude, I, I, I literally have spoken with someone, and I was like, on my boy's podcast, mm-hmm. and I was like, bro, music is music. Why should it matter what my, what I'm talking yep. about? Like, if my music is good, my music is good, and you're going to like my music. Yep. And if it's not good, you're probably not going to like mm-hmm. it. Like, that's just how it works, you know? I listen. I can go into my phone right now. I have Jamar Rose pop up. I have Fable pop up. He's a rock singer. Then I have Maguire, who's a lot more soulful. Then I'll have some Anuel Spanish music. It'll probably come around to J-pop. Like, I'll have so much different types of music mm-hmm. because, like, yo, music is fun. It's, it's you know... It's, it's different. It gives you different music, gives you in different vibes. And I think sure. everyone should give everything a shot. I mean, shit, check me out. And uh, before we go, social media, where they can find you, and all that good jazz. Uh, okay, you can find me on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, or YouTube, and all that good stuff. Mic drops, so it's M I K E space. You are OP. It's not together. It's separate. Uh, I know it's funny. Yes, it's funny. Mm-hmm. It's meant to be funny. My job. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, uh, my Instagrams. Um, I have two. One was meant for music originally, but I use kind of both because one has more people. Um, one is drop the mic underscore MV. So that's D-R-O-P-E-A-M-I-K-E underscore MV. And the other one is Mikey Mike 3, M-I-K-E-Y-Y, M-I-K-E-3. Uh, besides that, Twitter is also Mikey Mike 3, the mm-hmm. same spelling. Um, and yeah, I mean, hit me up. I'm a cool guy, bro. Hit me up for a feature. Hit me up to talk shit. Hit me up to tell me your music is good or to tell me it sucks. Yep. I really don't care what. True. And if to support more mic drop... The link will be in the description for correspondence. And don't forget to support MC Anime Podcasts, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on all podcast networks, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Apple, uh, Amazon Music, MC Anime. Support me also. Go on Patreon, blog MC Anime. Facebook is blog MC Anime. And uh, Twitter is Mason Kalan. So... That's the tagline. And also, MC Anime Podcast is in the algorithm. Search it up and have a good day. And uh, thank you for Mike Drop for coming by. Please support him as well. He's a very valued guest. And this concludes Nordcore Music, a deep dive. Thank you. Enjoy your time.